If you're going to race cars, mate, you're going to crash cars. Are you telling me you made a time machine out of a McLaren? Oh, my dad always says you shouldn't hit boys, mate. Oh, uh, well, we're not friends. Well, racing is life. Anything that happens before or after, just waiting. You're listening to The Grid Girls with Sasky and Sarah. So we're actually here. We're actually here. This we, is weird. We, we're sitting in the same place. Like, I can... Ugh, I can, I can touch oh. you. I, I, earlier, I touched you and unfortunately forgot the fact that you have a separated shoulder at this point in time. I, when I'm not running around doing dumb F1 stuff, I play hockey. And I was playing against uh, a dick team in our league last Tuesday, uh, and turned around and ran into a guy twice my size, and I separated my shoulder. Yeah, it was a good time. I must admit, when, you, when, I, when I did uh, see you on a Friday, and you looked very sad with your arms slung to your chest, standing forlornly in the lobby of my office building, <laughs> and I was like, oh god, mm. this is a, this is a, there's a bit of a hot mess going on here. The struggle was real. But, the best part of this weekend, I've been up in Toronto for a couple days, it's been a good time, we got to watch a race together. We did! It was and boring as fuck. It was, holy shit, possibly the worst race of this season. Yeah, I just, I I had, I didn't have any high hopes. Are you kidding me? The championship was wrapped up. Lewis Hamilton basically doesn't care anymore. Um, and it's in Abu Dhabi. It's in Abu Dhabi, which is like a flat, horrendously boring track. It's very pretty. I like the fireworks. But look, the fireworks that go off when the winner crosses the line and they follow the car down the track are, are literally my favorite part. Yeah. Of the whole Abu Dhabi race. I'm like, yes, fireworks. And then they're going off everywhere. But it's also just, it's kind of like, boring. It is. I just, you fell asleep like four times. Okay, let's not take the race being boring for the reason I fell asleep. I just fall asleep. It's like quarter past eight on a Sunday morning. You know, we, we, what time? We we had had an early-ish night the night before. Yeah. I think we'd been in bed by like 12.31. Which isn't bad. No, which is not bad, but I don't stay awake very well. And not only was it hard to stay awake, the race was boring. There was no reason for me to stay awake. No. I think you fell asleep on, like, lap 9 and woke up on lap, like, 43. I woke up for the, like, for the proper time. I think I woke up a few times in between. For, like, but you know what? You missed nothing. You missed nothing. to be honest, we did re-watch the race today while we were working. And proved that you. I literally was, I, I, I was sitting there with my computer on my lap doing some work, and I just kept looking up and being like, nothing's happened. No. Nothing's different. Everyone's still in the same position. That's basically... We basically watched yeah. 19 cars, because they got rid of Pastor Maldonado pretty quickly at the start there. We watched 19 cars do 55 formation 55 laps. parade laps, yeah. Good times. Um, yeah, Pastor Maldonado out on the first lap. Not even his fault. And that's the thing, it's really hard when you want to be like, oh my god, Pastor Maldonado left, and said, no, Fernando Alonso did that to him. Even when you, when you try so hard, you get so far, and in the end it doesn't even matter. It's Um, just, it's... (laughs) But it's not your fault. It's not your fault, but no one really cares about that fact. Everyone just cares that Pastor was out. Yeah, which, I mean, that's fine. But yeah, he was the only car to not finish or go not go the full race distance because I don't think the manners did. I'm assuming they didn't. They always well, no, yeah, yeah. no one no one but <laughs> he was the only one to DNF. Oh, Pastor. 
Yeah, like, really? Lotus is number one driver for next year. Oh, yes. Question on that. Pat Malnati may be the number one driver for Lotus next year because he's bringing the money. Mm-hmm. Do you think Jolene Palmer is going to probably finish higher than him? Oh, yeah. By, by yeah. the end of the season? Absolutely. Um, sorry, there was... <laughs> RJ, stop it. Technically, anyone who wasn't Kimmy or Bottas failed to finish. So there was... Okay, so Lewis, Lewis, Nico, and Kimmy and Bottas were the only ones that finished on the lead lap. Fi- finished, like, Finland. <laughs> That's horrendous. Anyways, um... Joe I don't know what's more horrendous, that joke of the fact that I missed it. The fact it. that you missed it after... Yeah, yeah. I started being like, well, well, why didn't we mention Lewis and Nico in there? Oh, no, oh. because we're making puns. Look, I'm going to tell you. Nico half finished. Everything is terrible. I love a good pun. You know I I make a lot of my living solely out of making puns on the internet. Back to the point. Uh, I do... (laughs) Sorry, sorry. Since when has this podcast ever had a point? It doesn't. But that's why we all love us. Uh, Yeah, I do think that, you know, Pastor will start the season as the first driver. I don't think he's going to end the season as the first driver. Um, yeah, and Pastor Malnado is the first driver entirely on the basis of how much money he brings rather than actual perception of talent. Maybe he's got a little bit more experience, but let's just see how that goes. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, I am excited to see Julian Palmer getting an F1 car. I mean, I know a lot of people who like Grosjean are sad to see him move on and are a little skeptical about Palmer getting a seat, but he did win the GP2 championship. Yeah. So let's see a guy who's done that move into a seat. If, and, and, and if I'm GP2, I'm also stoked that he's going into a seat because right. it's really hard to make an argument for your, your I wanted to say league, um, your your race series. series. That's the word I'm looking for. As a legitimate pathway, if no one is going from no none of your winners are going from your race into seats directly into seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I believe Kvyat had a couple years between. Kvyat never played race GP two. Kvyat won GP three. Oh yes, that's right. I was thinking of um, Connor Daly. And how the fact that he had raced with Kvyat, but that's right, it was GP. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, I was about, I was about to literally battle off the GP three winners, but I won't do that. We don't need to. We don't need to go back to my Mitch Evans related sadness. So, <sighs> we were gonna play a drinking game for this podcast, where every time Sasky mentioned either Mark Webber or Mitch Evans, that we were drinking. No, no, no. Game. Mitch Evans was never in that. It is now. He doesn't come up that often. But the other suggestion was that we were also then going to drink every time Sarah mentioned America. And we both decided that since she has to be on a plane at 7am tomorrow morning, and I have a 16-hour work day, neither of us needed to get alcohol poisoning. And that was, I at least only mentioned him like once or twice a podcast. America ends up in nearly everything you said. This weekend, on Twitter, no, no, on Twitter this weekend, there has been a trending topic or a trending picture of two Canadians who rescued a bald yes, eagle, this right? Beautiful. And took a selfie with the bald eagle. Not one, not two, but how many people have sent you that photo? I think like six. Yeah. Six people. It's, Sarah's it's a photo. Sarah's. <laughs> what's that, that, that terrible Sandra Bullock movie at the moment? The, uh, our brand is Crisis. Oh, Your yeah. brand <laughs> is America. Our brand is America. It's America, America, bald eagles, and sparkling. Yeah, and freedom. And freedom. Freedom is very important. I'd just like to point out to you, as both an Australian and someone who lives in Canada, freedom is actually not a concept that's mutually exclusive to America. If anyone has seen the intro to the newsroom, basically the opening 15 minutes of that is about this, and it's the best thing ever. 
But Sarah hasn't watched it because she's American and doesn't contend that other countries have freedom. I never said that. You're horrendous. I... I'm extra- I just said that freedom was my brand. I didn't say other people couldn't have freedom. It's just... It's the way America holds up freedom, I'm just like, yo, yo, I'm gonna let you finish, but... What is your national animal here? It's like a beaver? Beavers aren't free. I don't know. I'm not a... I'm, I'm not Canadian. You live here, though. I'm assuming it's a moose. What is the national animal of Australia? A kangaroo? We have two. Is it a wallaby? They are a kangaroo yes. and an emu. No, we are right. the only country, I think we're the only country where you can eat the animal that's on the coat of arms or that's oh the national God. animal. Because you can eat kangaroo. If you're ever in Australia or somewhere else and you get the chance to eat kangaroo, do so. It's pretty good. Um, just make sure it's like you bought it from somewhere and it just wasn't an animal someone caught. Because that is a health risk. I was going to say, what if you like hit a kangaroo and it doesn't go through your windshield? Can you Can you cook it? Probably, but you would have to know how to like butcher and prepare it for it. Which is fine if you're like a hunter, and a lot of them yeah. do that, like yeah, and country, so they may do. But like, if you're driving through like the outskirts of a town, and you accidentally take that, and you live in a suburban house, and you don't hunt animals, don't take the kangaroo home for dinner. Okay. Well, this has been very educational. Because the more you know with Saskia and Sarah. <laughs> um, so the race was boring. Yeah. The race sucked, but Nico Rosberg won. Yeah, Lewis did win. That's fine. Nico Rosberg won, and I think I'm I'm literally opening my notes here. This was his sixth pole. Sorry, sixth sixth win and one, two, three, sixth pole in a row, seventh pole of the year. Yes. You know, it would have been nice if he had done this a little earlier. Look, and we talked about this in the last podcast. Um, we're not sure why. We're not sure what it is. Yeah, yeah, drink, sadness. Um when it doesn't count, he gets it together. And, okay, so this has been kind of a back and forth between the two sides of Mercedes fandom uh, over the last couple days. God bless Mercedes fandom. Good lord, they're all crazy. I'm not, I'm not, I like the team. They're great. I do not want to associate with that fan base. Um, So the one side thinks that, you know, Mercedes are taking care of Nico and, like, handing him these wins and that, like, the strategy is, you know being fucked up for Lewis because they're doing it on purpose. And the other I'm side, sorry, this sounds like, and we've got to get a Mark Webber reference here, but this sounds like Red Bull back in the day where the fans are like, oh, you're just trying to make it loose. No, no, the other guy was just better on the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, the other side is that uh, it's being claimed that Lewis is just partying too hard to actually do well in the races. Oh, he's just enjoying his life and he doesn't care. Blah, okay, blah, blah. I'm going to put it out there. If I had won three championships... I may be being a little less serious, but I'm also not a competitive racing car driver. Like, I was going to say, you don't see him after these races. He's still throwing shade. Yeah. Like, did you hear, did you see, he said after the, the race the other day, he was like, well, at least I won the championship. Like, winning a race is a big deal. I was like, oh, oh. I think if there's no combat, you, you can't I, come back to that. No. You can, you'd be like, well, I did win the race. And then he's like, yeah, but I, I won, won the, the championship. championship. <laughs> Good. Why don't you, you, like, carry through to the end of the year, man? Like, what is happening? Anyway, so, no, Nico won. Um, There was a very interesting statistic that I believe um, the Judge 13 tweeted today. Uh, His website is pretty cool, a lot of stats and stuff. Um, That after three years, there is only a 54 to 46% split between Lewis and Nico's total points. Yeah. And I think that's, it shows you that they're close, but I think there's some interesting stats there to say, 
I wonder what percentage of that 46% of Nico's points comes after the point Lewis has won the championship. Well, he hadn't won until the last race last year. No, so, but so, I think, and, wasn't and you it, know what? If you uh, take double points out and and that, true. He's still, I mean, yeah, true. He did yeah, win so the last time. Yeah. And actually, they were in 2013. Um, they were only like 19 points separating them at the end mm. of the year. So it's it's close. It's close. And you know what? If 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 Rosberg does come out next year and puts on a strong showing from the beginning, he really well, could challenge for that championship. He did put on a strong showing from the beginning last season. This year he did. And then though. it just went wah, wah, yeah, about midway through. It was it was weird that that it just didn't happen this year. Um, but yeah, so we'll see next year. I know there's some there's some balance issues Lewis was talking about this year with the car uh, towards the end and. Maybe if those continue next year, you know, Nico had more of a handle on it. I think it also had to do with, remember how halfway through the season, they couldn't coach the drivers on the start? Yep, yep. Um, and I know that affected a lot of people. So, you know, it affected yeah. Kimmy a lot. It's kind of interesting because you kind of suddenly were like, oh, these guys can't really start. Like, right. It was, yeah, it was, it was. It was weird. Second Mark Webber reference in the podcast. As a Mark Webber fan, I got used to people not being able to start a race. Because even with coaching, the guy can't start a race. Like, it was it was legitimately, like, it was legitimately a joke yeah. on, um, it was legitimately a joke on Australian broadcasts about someone Webbering the start of a race. And then when it became Daniel Ricciardo at the Red Bull seat, there was a couple of races where he tracked, and everyone was like, fuck's sake. Like, why are you weathering? Come on. Like, this is not a genetic trait about people. Maybe it is, though. Well, Maybe Ricardo is. is very Italian. <laughs> I think he's also, he's also improved. Like, he. Yeah, Ricardo has got way better yeah, on the start. Yeah, yeah. Um, Fernando Alonso almost had the fastest lap on this race. Look, miracles do happen. I know. That's how does I don't understand anything. Fernando Alonso has been an interesting topic over the last couple of days because there's been this whole thing about, you know, if the car is terrible next year. Is he gonna take a sabbatical? Of course he's not going to take a sabbatical. He has a contract, he wants to race, and it's practically impossible if you abandon the team because the car was bad for you, what team's gonna want you back? Even if you've got two championships, like somewhere Stoffel Van Dorn, somewhere well, well, doesn't he say he's not as old as we think he is? He's only like two or three years older than Nico Rosberg. Wait, how old is Nico Rosberg? No, that can't be right. I'm sure Fernando Alonso was like 32. Okay, maybe. No, you know what? I think you're right because uh, Rosberg's career started in I believe '05. This was his tenth season. Yeah. How did you track that that fast? Uh, I type it 130 words a minute. Oh my god. I was the secretary. That was beautiful. I yeah. want to watch you do this all night. Yeah, I like to type that having to look at the screen, too. Yeah, that was, she just typed Fernando Alonso age into Google with one hand, and it took, like, a second. It's, it was beautiful. It's quite a good skill set. Now we're going to have to sit here and wait for my computer to actually load through the ages. Yeah. Um, Rosberg is 30. Rosberg is 30. Is um... Hulkenberg is also like late 20, 27, 28. I think the thing is we kind of tend to forget how. I think it's because Alonso won his championship so early. Yeah, Alonso won so what? Uh, two thousand and five, six was it? Six, seven. I should. There was there were year after each other. Um, I, I was like, man, I would. Nando is thirty four. So, so Nando is thirty four. Okay, I think I keep thinking he was 
Wait, where are you reading that? Uh, someone just told us it. Okay, I was like, it's not on the script. Okay. So, JB's 35, Alonso's 34, um, Rosberg's 30, Lewis is 30, Sebastian Vettel is now 28. That's weird. Yeah, that's weird. Like, he's been around for 10 years now. I just, I, I... Or, well, it can't be 10 years now, because he won his first race in, what, Toro Rosso in 2008. He won Italy. That was good. I've watched that a few times. It's quite a good race. Yeah, it's one of my favourites to go back and watch because it's kind of mind-boggling to watch a Toro Rosso winning a race. And the fact that they keep calling it a Minardi the whole race. They're like, oh, the Minardi history, like, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. They haven't done anything. It's good. Yeah. Well, but yeah, it's, it's so, I don't know, like, back to the point. We don't have points. <laughs> we never have points. Um, I don't think at this point, because Alonso will be 35 next year and then he'll be 36 by the time he got back yeah. into it. And I don't see, I mean, McLaren might miraculously make a huge, you know, jump forward after next year. Yeah, praying to whatever racing gods exist. But, like, you know, they've got Stoffel in the wing. Probably Jensen's going to retire, but, you know. Yeah. There's not a whole, like. Jensen and Fernando race next year. Yes. So that means 2017, you've got a guy who's 37 and a guy who's 36. Yes. Maybe you give them another year if they want to Maybe do it. Maybe you do, but here's the thing. You get all those rule changes in 2017, too. If you're getting do you those... want to have young guys come in and learn the car, uh, you know, level playing field with everyone, or do you want to train these two old guys to drive the new car where they're going to fuck off in a year or two, you know? So, you're, you know, you're probably not very likely to take a year off and then well, come back with the new rule I think rule if changes. you look back through when drivers have retired, you kind of see a pattern that drivers tend to retire, or like the bigger name drivers who get to choose when they go in and out, tend to do so at transition points in in the car. Right, so you would think that Alonso would drive next year and then go. Like, you're not going to take the year off. No, if you take the year off, you're retired. You're done. And you're going to drive You're going to go to work. You're (laughs) You're going to go to work and you're going to (laughs) Porsche. I really honestly hope he does that because... I, not next year, but just in the future, I plan to go to the Lone Star Le Mans yep. in Texas. And, and then the actual Le Mans, because I would really like to do actual what if, Le Mans. What if Fernando Alonso is at Lone Star Le Mans in two years? Like, that'll be amazing. And I'll, it'll be great. Yeah, I just, just want this to be real. Well, there was, and there was that quote that's come out from him in the last day or two where he says, if I, if one's got boring, WEC is more interesting. And I watched WEC in, oh, what was the last race? Bahrain. Uh, no, no, no. Yes, it was Bahrain. It's in Bahrain. That was really interesting. It's like a six-hour race, and I was, like, absorbed for at least two of those hours. Yeah. And that's saying something, because I fell asleep on lap nine on the weekend. Yeah, yeah you did. Um, no, it is, it is super interesting, and, you know, it's it's really nice to watch. It's aesthetically pleasing. The cars are fucking incredible looking. Yeah. Did you see the Audi for next year? Oh. Like, please bring this the to The Audi now. looks like a racing fan's wet dream. Yes, oh. it does. I mean, even the Porsche last year was amazing. All of them are beautiful. Yeah. So, except the Delta V. Yeah, yeah. Does that even race in, in Le Mans? Uh, in WEC? I know it races yeah, in the yeah. US. Yeah, I believe it was in one of the lower levels of... One of the... Yeah. Whatever the other ones are. GTA Pro, whatever they call it. Yes. <laughs> IMSA. I'm IMSA. going to an IMSA race this year. What is IMSA? IMSA is... Uh, I don't know what it stands for, but it's basically sports car racing. Cool. Uh, and they do some of the longer... They were at Lone Star Le Mans. They did race the, racing there. Um, so they, they, they race at, like, Lone Star Le Mans and that, but they're not necessarily wet categories all year round. They're, they're longer races. I mean, they're all... They're 
gender and trans is. No, but like, I mean, one... I mean, like a Delta wing isn't necessarily going to be in Japan or no, Japan. no, no, no. no. It's America. Yeah, it's America. Um, there's a race at Watkins Glen. It's the six hours of Watkins Glen. Yeah, um, it's on the Fourth of July. America. I may go do that. We'll see. Uh, so okay, what else about this race happened? Rover had his last race for Lotus. Got ninth. Yes. Yeah. Take some points. Let's go. Thanks for Lotus. Um, we had a very good friend who actually went to Abu Dhabi and got to be in the garage. That was really cool. Yeah. Saw her jealous. on TV during FP1. Yeah, Bex. Good job. Um. <clears throat> yeah, he'll be at house next year. I America drink. Yeah, like, Sam, yeah America drink. Literally, Sarah's note for this just reads, half-time woo. I mean, as excited as I will be about Manor if Alex Rossi drives there next year. They're not an American team. They're not an American team. I'm just picturing how excited you are about Haas and how excited you are about Alex Rossi and just imagining the self-combustion that would have occurred if Alex Rossi had been driving for Haas. Like, you probably would have spent, like, three or four days in the fetal position just crying for half of it. Weeping. Like, I was like, I'm going to have to sedate you so you can have a chance to recover. It would, yeah, especially because they're probably going to be pretty competitive next year. Did you see Ferrari's using their wind tunnel? Like. That's an interesting, look, from a, from a, from a rules and regulations perspective, that's an interesting, um. How close are we, how close are we to consumer parts? In this situation, the answer is very close. We're just going to do some technicality. Yeah. And why doesn't Ferrari have their own wind tunnel? They're Ferrari. I know. I, I think what it is is the Haas wind tunnel is just bigger. Because it's bigger. No, that's not why. That's not why. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Don't yell at me. Um, no, I, th- I think it is just better quality, I would assume, than whatever Ferrari is using. But yeah, you're right. I would have absolutely spontaneously combusted if Rossi had driven for, for Haas. Uh, as it is, I'm excited that he could potentially drive for Manor with a Mercedes engine next year. Oh, still still standing by my comment, Turbo in a hearse. Listen, it'll still be faster than a McLaren. Ah. Yeah, but faster than a McLaren doesn't mean points. No, but you know, if enough people DNF, that's kind of what happened with the U.S. Grand Prix. It was only two places. Away from <laughs> yeah, points. I love that the uh, the love that the we call it <laughs> the manner strategy, and I hope someone listening to this understands this reference. The manner strategy on getting points is the Stephen Bradbury strategy and winning gold medals. You keep going until everyone else is done. <laughs> Do you know who Stephen Bradbury is? I have no Stephen Bradbury is the first Australian to ever win an Olympic gold medal at the Winter Olympics. Oh, wow. Because he was a speed skater. Oh, he's that guy. He's that guy. You wait until everyone in front of you takes each other out. And so, then you win so Stephen Bradbury made it to the finals. Because oh, that was amazing. Stephen Bradbury not only won a gold medal, but he even just made it to the finals. Because in the semi-final... It was all the South Korean guys, right? In the semi-final, three people fell over in front of him, and he was in fourth, and he finished first and made the final, or finished second and made the final. So I think he was in last, and then managed to finish second and qualify for the final. In the, in the final, he was in last, and four people managed to collide, and he was so far behind them that... That, he completely avoided, he completely the, avoided the entire oh collision, God. crossed the line first, and won a gold medal. This is the Haas philosophy. This Haas manner. This Sorry. Is the manner philosophy. Wrong team. America, red, white, blue. It happens. 
This is the mana philosophy. Yeah, it is red, white, and blue. It's, it is beautiful. I cannot wait to see what the, what Haas does with their livery. Ooh. We've seen their, their... What colors are they? Black, white, red? Red? Yeah. So, like, same pattern? There was, like, <laughs> so, like, a lot of people? Yeah. Isn't yeah. McLaren the same, too? McLaren's, like... It's, like, a more orangey. That graphic-y, like, it's graphite, like graphite and, like, orange. orange. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. All I know is, the liveries in IndyCar are so much better than F1, and that was one of the reasons I was like, yeah, this series is sweet. We're going to talk about IndyCar we'll a little bit later on. Yeah. Um... Next season. What, that's the point we're at now. The With the point. Over. Season is over. We are Thank done. There has been Jesus. 19 races so and season. 18 podcasts because there may have only been 17 podcasts because we recorded one for Russia and it disappeared into it the internet yep. and no one really minded because Russia was a shit race anyway. True. Um, I think we may have missed one somewhere when I was in, in Europe. Yes. I think we missed between Belgium and Italy. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Somewhere yeah. in there. We so, were, we, we did I one was before getting drunk in Europe. And we did one before the season. So I think we did one. We did maybe two before the season. Because yeah. we did Harris and then whatever comes after Harris, I'm testing. Barcelona. Valencia? Somewhere? Barcelona. Barcelona. Yeah, so, so I think they Catalonia. Yeah. Yes. But the season is over. Every time you pound on the table, I know. the microphone is going to pick this shit up. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm all hands here. We have yeah. a very, like, the fact that we're talking into a microphone today rather than, like, taking blab and pulling it in yeah. is, is a good thing for us because we're going to have this really, really, like, closely... It's very... It's going to be... You're going to notice how good the quality is. But you're also going to notice um, every time I thunk my hand on the table yeah, or start drinking. I think I see all of the, like, jumps. Yeah, the jumps. The, literally, <laughs> there are the, the jumps from where I've, like, um, smacked my hand down. So we got, we still have to talk about next season in F1. we got to talk about all the crap we're going to watch in the meantime. we got to so, talk about the GP2 race at Abu Dhabi. Let's so the GP2 race quick. that didn't happen. Yeah, so the first one was fun. Um, you know, whatever. And, yeah, leading into the final <laughs> GP2 race of the season. Third position, fourth position, and fifth position were separated by three points. Mm-hmm. So you have, um, okay, I, uh, Rio Harrianto was one of them. Rio Harrianto was another Mitch Evans was another one. Mitch Evans was in Rio Harrianto was in third because uh, he was right behind Alex Rossi. He had actually yeah. overtaken Alex Rossi after there was a weekend, I believe it was Hungary, where Rossi like DNF'd both races. Yep. Uh, and Harrianto was suddenly in second. Um, but yeah, it was Harrianto, Evans. Evans know. is in. Evans was in fifth, and, and while we wait for this to load over here with it. So, uh, Harrianto, I think, had 139 points. Um, here we are. Sorry, Sergei Sorokin had 139 points. Rio Harrianto had 138 points, and Mitch Evans had 135 points. And then drops down to Alex Lynn at 110. So, you have three guys in the space of four points with one race left. And what happens? The race red flags after half a lap because about six people crashed into each other and it didn't happen. Yeah, no, no points. No. That's it. That's no it. points for anyone. Sorry. Bam bam. Should have got points earlier in the season. Yeah, that's true. You really, if you let it go down to the last race, you never know. But you know what? It was, it was, it was interesting. So yeah, Stoffel Van Dorn officially finished the season Look, Stoffel- with three hundred and forty-one point five points. Alex Rossi had 181.5, and then, you know, the gap from Rossi to Sorokin was pretty significant, too. So, it went from 181.5 to 139. Van Dorn wins by, what's this, uh, 280, no, he wins by 160 40, points. 60, yes. Yeah. I, I, Matt's not her strong suit. Listen. <laughs> Probably more your strong suit than my strong suit. I was going to say. 
Oh, um, mine's terrible. I didn't realize that the half point score awarded in that one yeah, it was Russian. Yeah, was yeah, 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 yeah. So, well, I think there's a minimum the amount of laps that they can do to award. You've got to have a certain amount of laps for it to be well, a race, was, and then you got half the, uh, points, and then... It was also the uh, feature race, so it was supposed to be, like, 30-something, and I believe. Yeah, yeah, and it yeah. went, yeah, that didn't happen. That was nonsense. But GP2 was so much fun this year. I love GP2. I, I didn't mean, watch GP3 that much, because GP3 starts at some god-awful hour. Um, oh, no. <laughs> RJ just gave us another stat. Stoffel Van Dorn had 11.5 more points in GP2 than McLaren has had since 2013. And, and, and they weren't that terrible last year. It just, no. They weren't that bad. It just makes it really evident how bad they were this year. How many points did McLaren get this year? Like, it can't have been a pretty number. No. What do you think it is, maybe? Let's guess. I'm going to guess... 10? No. Cause, cause, uh, what's his face? Uh, cause Alonso. Oh, JB got fifth in one of the races. Yeah, yeah. Somehow. They, you know, they. Uh, Maybe. Know. Let's look. I'm gonna guess fifty. You're gonna go with fifty? Right. Well, we're waiting for this to load here. We haven't actually looked at the final standings yet. So no, I, I don't have them written into my book of notes yet. That's also, my next page. We've spent this weekend going on adventures. So yes, we have done lots of adventuring this weekend. Um, some. Uh, we have to watch. We're gonna have to watch this video afterwards. Uh, Carlos Sainz, Max Verstappen on 100 meter sprints, and Justin Bieber. Right. That's. Uh, I'm, I'm here for this. Yeah. Look, I'm here for most things that involve Carlos Sainz. And Justin Bieber. Maybe not. Maybe Listen, not. No, like, no. I do live in Canada, but but no, <laughs> no. Like, um, why is this not giving me the standings? It, oh, here we are. I want to go over here. Construct standings. I'm not super familiar with the F1 website. I don't use it that often. Look at this. Oh, yeah. Force India had their best finish ever, which was very nice. Force India finished in fifth with 136 points. Uh, Lotus. Oh, oh. McLaren. 27. So, it was actually closer to my guess of 10 than your guess of 50. I know. That's that's bad. They were bad. Sauber had 36 points. They beat Marusha. You know what? I could beat Marusha. Let's be real. But Manor. So why do they? You know, I don't understand why they call it Marusha on this site and then Manor like literally everywhere else. It's I like, actually think there's several moments where if you put a Manor in a race against some GP2 cars, the GP2 cars would have won. Well, that's the thing. I, at one point, they were talking to I think it was Rossi and one other person, and they were talking about how the lap times in Monaco for the GP2 cars was it Monaco? It was somewhere. The lap times for the GP2 cars were quicker. Um, yeah. Speaking of them, I, w I want to know who's going to take their seats for next year. Hopefully Alex Rossi and yeah, one. You, you know, no, here's the thing. You, know, you actually don't care who the second driver is as long as the first driver is Alex Rossi. Yes. I do kind of, though, because I hope it's Pascal Verline. True, but having a Mercedes engine come in, there is a chance that they're going to... They'll gonna, dump they're a gonna, kid in the seat, and that'll yeah. be great. Yeah. No, he's, he's, he's fun to watch. I Is mean... It? That's like the one way to get yourself a seat if you don't have the money. Yeah. Merck driver, Merck will give them the engines, you get the seat. Yes. You win the DTM, you get to do all the cool things. Um, yeah. Yeah. Speaking I, I, of DTM, uh, almost Kevin Magnussen. Yeah. Everyone's favorite driver that just misses out on everything, Kevin He's Magnussen. testing for DTM. Testing DTM. For Mercedes. For Mercedes. Mm. Um, Audi is also testing... 
Pecan? Is that Addy's no. Pecan? Yes! Addy's testing Pecan, and it's. Look, I'm going to be honest, the only name I remember off the list is Mitch Evans. Um. Because Rich Stanaway tested Audi for Wex, yep. and you've got um, Evans and a couple of other guys also testing DTM for Audi this week in uh, Germany, I believe they're in. They're in Germany. It is the Duchy Turtle. It is the Duchy. Well, that being said, they do run races in other places. They do run races in Austria and Moscow this year. Uh, and I believe at Zandvoort. Yes, in the Netherlands as well. Yeah, I so I and and I only know this because I literally looked it up today and sent it to someone. It's like DTM. How do you feel about Germany? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's in Europe. Most of them are from there. It's fine. Speaking of testing, Peralia testing this week. Yeah. Also, Sachin, stop hitting the table at Abu Dhabi. Kind of interestingly enough, is uh, Rio Harianto and Jordan King are going to test for Manor, which is fine. You know, you do you. Uh, you know what? Side note, quick side note. I'm super sad that Aaron Loudon and John Luther are leaving Manor. I think we, that's we, we talked about now. this last week. We did. And we were, yeah. But it's officially it's officially they're gone. They're mine. That's so sad. Take all your mana gear off, leave it in a pile, head to the airport. Oh, Aaron Loudon. Anyways, um, yeah, other people testing this week. Jeffrey's testing, Pascal Wilhelm's testing, yeah. and the new Mexican on the scene. Yeah, Alfonso Celis Jr. God, that name is so amazing. It is. It's great. He's uh, replacing Sergio Perez at the testing because you, there is literally a Mexican quota in F1. At Force India. It's literally just at Force India. Well, no, no, no. We've got Esteban Gutierrez now coming into yeah, house next house. year. Yep. So we've got the requisite two Mexicans back. Which is nice. That'll be nice at the US Grand Prix if... Mexican fans are great fans. So they bring the party. Um, Adderley Fong is also testing for Sauber. Adderley Fong uh, from Hong Kong, I believe. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't really know much about this test. I know it's it's for. It involves tires for next year to see how far they can make them go. Yeah. Racing this year's car. There's a new tire. There's a new tire for next year. It's purple. Ooh, I love this. I like this. It looks a bit pinky to me, but I will take it. It was a good color. So. All right. Let me flick my um, our notes. It's funny because normally we do our notes on a Google Doc. I know, and it's painful. And so we're like trying to like screens. look at the screen and not like touch our computers at the same time and all those kind of things. Yes. Uh so yeah, I've been in Toronto for a couple of days. Yeah, you got here on a Friday. Um, it's Monday. We went out Friday night. Yeah. Well, I went to work and then I came out uh, Friday night. I found you already well on your way. Um. You were drinking cider with fireball whiskey Listen, in it's, it. It's Angry Orchard cider with fireball whiskey, and it's called Angry Balls. I just like the part where you drink. thought it was a good idea to start mixing alcohol from the get go, and not even just mix like one drink after another. Just mix them together in the drink to just get it done. You so, were you were still legitimately hungover like at ten p.m. the next night. I was still struggling um, Sunday morning. Yeah, let's yeah. be honest. And we didn't drink. We had one drink on Saturday night. Yeah. Um. So that was fun. But um, it's been a good time. One of the things that we have done while I was here, though, True. is aside from obviously watch a lot of racing, um, we went to this place here in Toronto called the Collector's Studio, which was recommended to me by uh, Christian from Formula Money. Yeah. Uh, who I've met up with a few times. Nice guy. Uh, it was super cool. So it's basically just this gallery off of Bay Street. So firstly, it was amazing when we couldn't afford a single thing. No, absolutely not. It was like a museum. We treated it like a museum. And, I, and, the, and the cool thing with it was that he clearly knew that we weren't buying anything. Yep. 
And he was totally kind of okay with that because we were clearly nerdily excited about everything Literally. he had. Dude, there was an Ayrton Senna helmet in there from 1988 that just said that was very a, expensive instead it, of a real it, price. It was a legitimate. It was an actual helmet. Like yeah, an actual ma- race horn helmet. helmet signed by him. He'd given it to someone. Um, there was a letter of authentication that came with it mm-hmm. that that accompanied him giving it to the person. So that was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, what else did we see? There was um, modern stuff. So there was like Sebastian Vettel's Ferrari gloves from, from this, this year. year. Yeah. Um, there were some amazing artworks. Yeah, uh, like, Art Rotundo, who does a lot of the art for um, the Canadian Grand Prix, he actually does, if you see, I don't know if they, because I've been to the Grand Prix of the last couple of years, so I haven't seen it on TV. Um, if they show the art that's kind of around the circuit, there's a big portrait of Senna, there's a big portrait of Hamilton, there's one of Vettel. As you're walking over the bridge to the circuit, there's um, like a flag for every driver. Actually, yeah, above the garages, they yeah. always have portraits. Rotundo does all of those. They had a bunch of his art in there, mostly yeah. Ferrari stuff. Um, Prince and the, there's a couple of original canvases there too. Yep, yep, that was cool. There was, um, he had a poster on the wall, framed poster that was valued at like $30,000. And it was like one of the original posters from like a 1950 Monaco Grand Prix or something like that. And it was massive. It was like, like six yeah, foot tall. Yeah. It was beautiful yeah so just artwork from a bunch of different artists he had a like an elaine prost signed race suit um like trophies what the hell oh my god one of jackie stewart's trophies from spain i think it was the spanish grand prix i don't remember what year it was um, i was too busy for he had a suit frame that was enzo ferrari's suit yeah not like a race suit just like a suit suit with he had enzo ferrari's ties and he had a there was a watch collection and one of the watches was Gilles Villeneuve's watch that he was given by Enzo Ferrari for his 32nd birthday. And that unfortunately turned out to be Gilles' last birthday because he passed away in an accident between this time. But there was a watch collection that they had and they were gifts for different racing teams. Um, There was a watch that Schumacher had custom made for the guys that he drove, uh, the the guys that were on his team the year he won his seventh world title. Mm -hmm. Um, There was some old steering wheels ranging from like the 1970s right through to the Yeah, there was an old Lotus steering steering wheel in in the case that had better gloves. Uh, just pieces of cars. They had one of the Porsches, no the Porsches with the, the golf livery on it. Yep. Um, just oh, so much stuff. Renault. There was a Renault nose cone. It was Higgy Kovalainen's Renault nose cone. Uh, there's a racing suit that was Jensen Button's Jensen when it was the Renault blue and yellow yeah. Renault livery. Um, what else was there? Um, there was a replica Jackie Stewart helmet that had been made Same. back yep. in the day. Um, it was a lot of car models. Yeah, model cars. There were a lot of model McLarens. Yeah. Uh, Ferraris, obviously. Uh, a lot of old, like, old F1 car models, like, yep. when they look like the cigar shape. Yeah. Um, so some of that stuff. Uh, yeah, so it was just in Toronto, right off Bay Street. Really, really cool. Called the Collector's Studio. If you're ever in Toronto, check it out. It was really cool. What were your favorite things there? Oh, God. Look, I found the watch collection really fascinating. I'm not sure why. I just really liked the idea that it was something so personal that had been mm-hmm. given to them for certain occasions and things like that. But I, and, and that really, like, I loved the artworks. There were some beautiful watercolors, and I have a real passion for watercolor watercolor artworks. Mm-hmm. And there's a couple of there that were just really, really nice. Make me, like, I'm like, oh, man, you need to get back to, like, doing stuff. Again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I loved those. I mean... I'm not a, I've never been a collector of things, um, 
And so, like, I can look at all of these and appreciate them, but I'm also just like, it's not my jam. Yeah, but it's it's nice to see kind of like, yeah, in a yeah. place like if this. If you treat it like a museum, it was incredible. Yeah. Um, my favorite thing was probably. I wanted to think about this before we actually like sat down to do this, but um, uh, they had a lot of Jim Clark stuff. Yeah, some of that was fun. Like they had an old Jim Clark race suit that was really neat. You know, the, oh, you know what I liked the it, Sterling Moss race suit because that was awesome. Yes, that was really cool. They had an old Canadian Grand Prix trophy that was just like this woodcut of a Mountie, and it was amazing. <laughs> like just. There was so much weird stuff in here. My favorite thing was the Mario Andretti race suit. Yes. Because they, yeah. they had an old, I think it was one of Mario Andretti's last IndyCar seasons. Yes. Um, I think it was one of his last races, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was really cool. They had some tires, some IndyCar tires. They had a couple of, like, I think endurance races, racing series tires and just all sorts of stuff. Like, if you ever, just go to this place. It's really yeah, cool. if you're in Toronto, take the time, you know, half an hour, 40 minutes. Yeah. Those, those Le Mans posters were cool. There's some amazing um, artworks there. You know, like, as we said, it was most of it pretty out of our price range. But as far as art prints go, there was a lot that were between, you know, 50 to two or $300. Yeah. They would look good. I was like, and some of these would look really good on my wall. Well, here's the thing. My, my roommate and I actually decked our whole living room out in, uh, in F1 posters. So we've got, you know, stuff from the U.S. Grand Prix. We have a couple of prints from Art Rotundo. The back and, wall uh, here can tell you that this is what my entire apartment looks like. Um, but so I'm there's nothing kinda, going on here, so... I'm always kind of looking for, you know, not expensive pieces to put on the wall, but, like, you know, yeah. posters and, and race posters and stuff like that. Um, I would have put any of those things in that bin yeah. on, my, on my wall, so that was super cool. Um, but yeah, that was neat. That was, you know, I think that was actually more exciting than watching the Abu Dhabi. That wouldn't be a hard thing. No. Um, other stuff we have done. Uh, other stuff that we've done this weekend is, uh, you know, obviously, you if you've listened to this show before, I'm a massive IndyCar fan. And <laughs> well, I, let, me, let me tell you, <laughs> the, amount, the amount of time that we have spent this weekend watching IndyCar videos that have involved Joseph Newgarden, Sage Karam, or James Inchcliffe. Simon Paginot, too. Time Pagenaud. Yeah. The amount of time we've spent watching them is significant. It's it is, and I would like to hear your thoughts on this. <laughs> like, okay, so no, I, to I, be I, honest, to be honest, um, you want to watch? IndyCar. I really want IndyCar to start. So look at you in the races. I did enjoy them. Yeah. But IndyCar was always at awkward times when I was at work or things like that, and that's still going to be the case. And also, I was in Europe for two and a half, two and a half. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. It's hard to watching these absolutely stupid human beings in these stupid videos, I'm just like, oh god, this is why people watch this, because they're absurd and it's excellent. Um, which, which video did you enjoy the most? You have to pick one. I'm gonna pick one. Um, <laughs> the entire off-season series was yeah. pretty great. So, uh, if, you, um, if you haven't seen these, you should. There's like 10 or 11 of them, and they're all like two minutes long, and it's just them pretending to work in an office, and it's the best thing. I quite liked the, um, the sensitivity training video. Yes. Just because it just features indignant willpower, <laughs> and indignant willpower is best willpower. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like how he's like, he's like, I've never seen a kangaroo, and I literally went and looked up where he's from. He's like, bro, you're from Toowoomba. 
You have seen a kangaroo. Because I have seen a kangaroo in Toowoomba. Oh my god. So how far is Toowoomba from where you're from? Okay, so um, Toowoomba is probably like 700 kilometers from where I'm from. But, like, it's between where I'm from and the major city. Okay, so you have to, like, drive past it. You have to drive through the middle of Toowoomba. Toowoomba is about an hour and a bit outside of, hour and a half maybe north of, um, I'm trying to remember if I'm thinking about, no, Toowoomba isn't. No, that's Gympie. Toowoomba is inland. Okay. But there is a hot, yeah, I've, I've been to Toowoomba once, actually. So Toowoomba is, like, an hour and a half maybe inland from Brisbane, I think. I think. I I suspect it may be a bit further. Um, There's definitely freaking kangaroos in Toowoomba. (laughs) Like, I I was like, I drive through Toowoomba. No, I drive through Gympie. But no, definitely. Just as ridiculous of a place name. Oh, dude, you think that's a a ridiculous place name? There is a place in Australia called um, Titty Bomb. Titty Bomb. Titty Bomb. Uh, there is a place called uh, Wollongong, Wollongaloo, um, lived in Wollongaloo, uh, Wollongabba. Okay. Basically, they just string letters together while they're drunk, and they name places that. Well, technically, they are all names that are based off uh, the names of the indigenous community Yankee areas, but I can't spell half of them. There's all these O's and letters, and it's... But yeah, so in the car. In the car looks good. Basically, you should all watch these dumb videos, and you will immediately want to watch them race, because it's, I don't know, it's just how it works. And the racing is good. Yeah, it is. The racing is good. If you like racing that's about overtaking more than, no, it's not that they're not fast. They're not F1 fast, though. But the actual competitiveness of the racing is definitely significant and closer. On the ovals, they are F1 fast. They are, which is a little scary. Yeah, which is a little it's terrifying. kind of why the Indy 500 is such a big deal, because, you know, they get going at I did watch Indy 500 this year. It's a good time. So. Whoops. Yeah. It's 111 days until. The Australian Grand Prix. Australian Grand Prix. You know what? There's shit to watch in the meantime. We got Formula E. We got the Rolex 24. Okay. That's like one day. IndyCar. It's 24 hours though. Like you're going to overload on racing for 24 hours. And then you're going to be like, cool. I'm good for a couple weeks. It's like, it's like drugs. Yeah. You take a lot of drugs and then you're like, cool. I'm all right for a while. I don't think that's how it works, but okay. (laughs) But yeah, I think if you take a lot of drugs, you may end up dead. Yes. It's fine. Um, Formula E comes back in three weeks. Yep. Where are they? uh, Punta del Este. They're in Mexico. Mexico? Where's Punta del Este? Argentina? No! That's a lie. It's not Argentina, and I'm going to get yelled at for that. I think it's Uruguay? Yes. Uruguay. Uruguay. Yeah, you're like looking at the screen, waiting for someone to yell no, at you. No one's Apparently, it's in Portugal. It's not, um, in Portugal. it's not in Portugal. No, it's in Uruguay. Um, it's very close to Buenos Aires. Buenos Aires. Is it Buenos Aires? I'm talking in my ass here. It's South America. It's Punta del Este. It's Uruguay. It's in the um, Americas. Do not even get me started on the Americas and fucking race of champions again. We've been I will this. never get We've over this. this. We're moving on. I'm, I'm angry forever. Uh, yeah, so Punta del Este is coming up. Um, then I think we've got a while until the next one. I'm not actually sure. The next Christmas one. break. Yeah, uh, the next one's in January. So is it the one in Berlin, which we don't know where it's going to be? January? No. Okay. No. Um, so yeah, we, uh, we'll have that. We'll have the Rolex 24, and then it's February. You're gonna watch the Rolex 24? Yeah. Good, because I won't. Yeah, I'll watch it. Thanks. Cool. You can send me the um, notes version of what we'll I have, need to know. We'll have F1 testing. 
We're only having one F1 test this year. Didn't we have three last year? Yeah, they're cutting it down to, to just Barcelona. Well, I guess that means we don't have to go to Harris. I just hate saying that because I'm yeah. bad at it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're just in Barcelona this year, so, and that'll be in, I believe. is going to be a shit show. Yeah, it is. Man, imagine being Harris F1 and being told, yeah, you get one test. Yep. One, one, test, and one test and a show run for video purposes. Yes. But I think, I think they've kind of got their shit together. So Look, of all of the new teams coming in, I expect Haas F1 to be the most competent because they've run a race team. They also were trying to get on the grid for 2015 and then decided that was a bad idea, so they had a whole year to kind of test and use their fancy-ass wind And from what we've been hearing, their hiring strategy is basically just being to go and get the very best people from everywhere else in America yeah, and the, hire them. Um, you know what we haven't talked about? What? Speaking of Americans. Let's talk about Kim Stevens. Yeah! Oh my god! So, we're watching... So the race sucked, right? We're watching the the race sucked. And I'm like, you know, I don't really want to watch the podium. This is dumb. Like, no one one cares. But then... And then, we see the driver's room, and there's a woman in there, and she's got Mercedes gear on, so I'm like, maybe it's a PR person that got lost or something? I don't know. Because they're never normally in there. Yeah, I don't don't know. It's usually, like, some dude... Yeah, with a good mustache. The last guy had a great mustache. There is an aerodynamicist at Mercedes who went to fucking Ohio State University, America, named Kim Stevens. And you know what? I'm raising my... Not... I need to pour some drink in here. I'm raising my glass to Kim Stevens because, oh my god, I am so happy that you put a woman on the podium to receive the... She looked like she was having a great time up there. She did! She's got the thing that pouring, like, rose water, unfortunately, she got jibbed, didn't get champagne. champagne. But also, especially to do it in that part of the world where, like, you know... I salute you, Mercedes, for sticking it slightly to the man and the men. Yeah, excellent. Good job. I hope this happens more in the future. You know what this makes me think of? What? Once upon a time... No, 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 it's not a, this is not a Mark Webber story. Mm-hmm. Once upon a time, wow, and really? I think I'm, I don't know if I've, I've told this one before, but I ran football events, mm-hmm. and the World Cup qualifiers were in my town. And so Australia was playing Saudi Arabia. Oh, wow. And I was in charge of bringing the volunteers. I worked at the governing body that said, you round up the volunteers, we need this many people to do this, and we need ball kids. And I was like, no problem, I'll get it done. Send the ball kids list in. And I get this call. Like, Saskia. Oh, the ball kids. I was like, the bull kids. No, no, the, the ball kids. The, the kids the throw the balls okay. back. Yeah, yeah. She's like, this person rings me. They're like, they're from the, the governing body. So they're like, all high on me. Saskia, so you are, you've read this, you, your, your list, right, of, 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 you know, ball kids. And I'm like, yeah, of course I have. I wrote the email. She's like, um, they all girls? Like, yeah. She's like, ah, oh, um, there might be a bit of a problem with that. Like, what? She's like, oh. Saudi Arabia really aren't super comfortable with us having, like, all female ball kids and females and these kind of things. And I'm just like, oh, That's really? You I was like, I didn't know this fact at all. Which I did. And that's purposely why I selected female ball kids. Because... World Cup qualifiers for the men's teams always have all male ball kids. And, mm-hmm. and there was fans that told me, oh, well, when the Matildas come to town next, which is our national women's team, they can, they can ball kids that. And I was like, okay, that's cool. 
Um, when was the last time the Matildas played a gangy in Australia? In in, in Melbourne. They're like, oh, um, like six years ago. Like, yeah, we're gonna be on the, the horizon. Uh, not not really. Right. So, um, you want me to go and tell these twelve-year-old girls that Saudi Arabia has a problem with them and they can't be ball kids? And the person on the other phone is like, you know what? I'll call you back about this one. Never heard from them again. Ponied up on match day with like 12, 12 year old girls, put them nice. in uniforms, and was nice. like, girls, we're gonna go do this, let's go. And I was so smug and happy with myself for that. And I was like, yeah, that's right. That 12 year old girl just threw the ball back to you. Like it's, like, like it's hard. I know, seriously. But you know what? It is really good in this case that uh, I think having a woman on the podium Look, is pretty Maybe we're because, reading. Because we are reading into it. Maybe we're reading too much and they never thought about it. We'd like to think that someone did, and to that person who thought of it, we salute you. Hell yeah. And to Kim Stevens, please keep doing Rock on, work. sister. Especially if you guys, Kim is so good. It's like obnoxiously good. Like, yeah, yeah continue on. Yeah. yeah, continue on. So someone else hires you for a higher position so you can be even more badass. True. Um, Anything else we're going to talk about? Like we wrote some things down here, but what we think we're probably gonna do, we're gonna do an actual like season review and a season like looking forward to next year thing. We'll do that in a couple weeks. We're gonna take a couple weeks off. Yeah, we're gonna up. like get, get over this overload of having us in each other's faces because like it's weird. <laughs> it is. Stop touching my face. It's weird. Um, I know. I know. I've been here for four days and I'm, I'm going home tomorrow. And I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, no, we've, we've, we've had a great year. See you in three more years, time. No, oh my god. We hadn't seen each other since 2012. Yeah. I explained to I was like, Mom, this is Sarah. She's visiting me. My mother was on Skype because she's in Australia. Like, we make, she's like, yeah, you guys make a podcast together. Yep. I'm like, yeah, we haven't seen each other in like three years. <laughs> the last time we saw each other, I bought shots for one of the Brewers coaches. We were very drunk. We were very drunk. We were in um, Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we will we will not be together the next time we record, which is incredibly sad. No, because this has been good. I like being up and I like yelling at you, touch you in the face, tell you to shut up in person. Yeah. I will be going to your hometown in a couple of weeks, but you will not be there. You will be in Finland. Yeah. If I don't think we have any listeners in Finland or Sweden, but if you're there, or London, or we do have we London. Do have London. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'll be in I'll be in your part of the world for my birthday. Uh, and yeah. So come should hang out. Enjoy my town. Enjoy I will. I will. I'm going down to the Winter Classic. Yeah. Boston are playing Montreal at the at Fox Foxborough State Gillette Stadium Gillette in Foxborough, yep, yep. which is home of the New England Patriots, which is a sport I care very little of. But we're putting an ice rink in the middle of it, and that I care about. Yeah, that's fair. Um, but it should be fun. We're also working that rain card. Yes. September. I'm gonna come down for IndyCar in September. I'll be you here for IndyCar in July. In July. Hopefully, I will also be here. But yeah, thanks for. Uh, I guess for I guess for the Abu Dhabi edition of the Grid Girls. Really, um, this is the this is the in person edition of the Grid. The Girls. The Abu Dhabi in person edition of the Grid Girls. Um, I'm Saski Stewart. Sarah Connors. And we will not see you at the next race because it is 111 days away. So go find something else to do. Bye.